Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shoot, Mark and Sarah talk about shoot. Mark and Sarah talk about shoot. Mark and Sarah talk about shoot. Oh my goodness, it's episode 162 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am thrilled as ever to be here. I am your host, Mark Blankenship, and with me as ever is my truly crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. True today and every day. Hello. If um, regular episodes were um, baseball games, we would have completed a regular season. Oh, is that how many games there are in a season? There are. Ah, well, I feel like a Baltimore Oriole more than I ever have before. (laughs) Don't. They're terrible. Oh, then I feel like a Houston Astro. Astro. Oh, my God, Sarah, we were saying it at the same time. Wow. We both reached for the Houston Astros. That's why this pod marriage works. Oh, which reminds (laughs) me, if you would like to see this pod marriage in action... We would love to have you join us at our upcoming first ever live episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. It's happening on Thursday, November 7th at the Van Brunt Stillhouse in Brooklyn. That is a fabulous whiskey stillhouse. We are going to be recording in their tasting room. You will be able to grab a delicious cocktail. You will also be able to join us before the recording for a happy hour. And then, of course, be present for a live episode in which we rank songs called Hold On. And if you are in the audience, you will get to participate in a very special way in the ranking of those songs. We would love to see you. So if you would like to get a ticket and join us at the very first ever live Mastus, you can find us at mastus.eventbrite.com that's mastus.eventbrite.com we hope to see you there now we also hope that you will enjoy the song that sarah has brought to the table for today's episode it is a song that i have known forever but maybe have never listened to on purpose until this episode But that's fine, because I've known it for so long, it's like I have heard it a thousand times. Sarah, what is the song that you have chosen for us today? Uh, First, I'm going to say, because it um, creates a pretty good segue, that if you can't make it to the live show, if you don't live locally or have other plans, um, first of all, just move here and, you know, drop that wedding that you're, you know, the bride in. What's wrong with you? F them. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Um, Then this will be... Uh, regular episode that's edited and available to everyone eventually. And I think there's a way for us to live stream it so that you can watch or listen along. I can't guarantee that, but we're going to try um, to let you have at least a part of the experience. But we'd much rather uh, meet you and hang out with you. Mm-hmm. We are talking today about the Ramones. I want to be sedated. And uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips back to back because it segues from the live experience into the recorded experience you'll see what i mean here we go Uh, welcome to uh club vertigo uh open mic night the first group is um called uh um frozen uh what is what is this not our name embers we're uh between names (laughs) 
Between names. All right, between names. <laughs> Did you hear what she called us? I'm sorry. Just shut up. I'm sorry. Just shut up. I'm sorry. 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 Go ahead and say hi. Hey, everybody. This is Rand's first time. I mean, singers. That was some A plus clip work, Sarah. Honest to God, here is there's a medal being shipped to your house right now. I love that. Thank you. I will wear it with pride. (laughs) Um, This is how the this is how those two um, scenes, I guess, for lack of a better word, were um, juxtaposed on the notorious my so called life uh, listies soundtrack that I made copies of including the insert, which I lovingly photocopied uh, for like years for people that sent me like an envelope and a blank tape. And I would just run copies of it because I forget why. I think the original um, author of it uh, like left the internet, which was a thing that people did back then, I guess. Um, See also quitting having a cell phone, not not a thing that happens anymore. Anyway, uh, it was this performance, and then she segued right into the um, full version of the original. This song is so funny. Like, I really was struggling to find any notes to take. And it's an interesting juxtaposition with the song that we were talking about last week, which has a gazillion references and is extremely um, deep in in the field. This is like, so it's like this... Um, super ego and then this is just id like the bridge is a note (laughs) (laughs) but it works like it's extremely effective it's extremely visceral and then i just love that they're like oh we guess this isn't really doing much like there's not that many words and this song is pretty short i guess we better throw in a key change and then they do and um and then at the end, his sort of like sedated, like just that he's like, maybe I should try to put some sort of torque on this note because I've read that that's what people do. They just they kind of don't know what they're doing. And yet instinctually, they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Because lyrically, this is so satisfying for not only alienated suburban teens, but um, beleaguered suburban grown-ups who are just sort of like as i was you know as we record this it's saturday 
at eight o'clock in the morning, I was running an errand like four zip codes away and I was quite pissed off about it. And I was playing this in the car because I really do want to be sedated. Um, it's really an amazing, it's really an amazing song. And the Ramones being sort of like one of the national birds of New York city, uh, it's always fun to to revisit them. So, but I didn't take a ton of notes because what can you say about this like perfect owl pellet of disenchantment? Not much. There's not a whole lot going on, and yet everything's going on. True that. Uh, I will say that that episode of My So Called Life was my first ever exposure to I Want to Be Sedated. <laughs> So huh. I think that was true of a lot of people. So when I heard them singing that, I didn't know what it was. And I thought, oh, did they write this for this show? I remember so clearly thinking, did they write this song for My So-Called Life? Because this is a really good song. <laughs> <laughs> I also just want to add that you and I have talked before about doing some sort of My So-Called Life podcast. But if we just keep at it, this podcast will become that podcast. And yeah. we'll kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's so much music in that show. Eventually, we can just talk about every song on that show, and we'll call it a day. Oh, yeah. I mean, Buffalo Tom alone. Oh, and Juliana Hatfield as the angel. Oh, God, sure. And then we can talk about My Sister, which is their best song, I think. Or Spin the Bottle, maybe. Either one. Yeah. Anyway, I realize in listening to this song, and also I... Of course, in preparing, listened to a couple of other Ramon songs, because you can listen to 10 Ramon songs in eight minutes, basically. Yeah, that's true. Um, I listened to Blitzkrieg Bop, and Sheena sure. Sheena is a punk rocker. Sheena... Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I didn't... Again, those, this is the first time I've ever consciously decided to listen to a Ramon song, but I realized hearing them all that I've heard them all roughly 5,000 times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was delighted to hear them, because I have carried around in my head for my entire life this incorrect notion that punk rock music is unpleasant to listen to, that it's loud and gross and angry and maybe connected to Nazism or white supremacy. There's just my vision of punk rock is wrong, at least partially because the Ramones are without a doubt, a punk rock band that I find very pleasant to listen to. Their songs are super fun and they're dumb but they're so knowingly dumb. Like, they're not trying to not be dumb. They're celebrating their dumbness. They're loud, they're short, they're brute, they're fabulous. And, uh, I, you know, I guess I'm a punk rocker too in my I only wear button downs way. <laughs> well, I think that sort of punk purists might say that the there is supposed to be some unpleasant, um, uh, unpleasantness that is unpolishedness. Yes. And the punk aesthetic is not so much like the literal sound, but that it's not as um, machined and professional and um, assembled, I guess, as disco or like, you know, the hits coming out of a single building in the late 60s or early 70s or you know whatever like wmst moist fm stuff like uh there's a warm wind blowing the stars around like is that what the warm wind's blowing because i don't think and and clearly yeah and clearly also i i do know enough to understand that true punk maybe punk purist punk has political statements that are being made that, that it's you know that there's there are 
cultural things that punk is trying to accomplish that right, are bigger totally. than the music. Van Brunt Stillhouse makes distinctive farmhouse-style whiskeys in the heart of Brooklyn. Van Brunt's unique family of American whiskeys are made on-site with New York State grain from a family farm near Ithaca in the Finger Lakes region. Van Brunt's spirits represent their unique voice within traditional whiskey styles that showcase the flavorful essence of the grains. You can experience Van Brunt Stillhouse firsthand by visiting the distillery in Red Hook, Brooklyn. The distillery is open Thursday through Sunday for whiskey tastings, cocktails, and distillery tours. Check out their website at www.vanbruntstillhouse.com. While you're there, you can click on their store locator map to see a list of local New York City retailers that carry Van Brunt Stillhouse whiskeys. You can also follow them on Instagram at vanbrunt underscore whiskey. And that's whiskey with an E. And again, that's Van Brunt Stillhouse, the original spirit of Brooklyn. But, yeah, uh, but I also don't know quite enough about, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know anything about the Sex Pistols past Deborah Spungen's or Nancy Spungen's mother's memoir about right. Sid and Nancy's doomed relationship. But there's, like, shit going on with, like, Thatcherian England and the, you know, long, dark shadow of the Second World War over the UK and da, 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 that I am absolutely unqualified to speak to how that informs punk. Yeah, me too. And um, uh, what I know is that I am cer- certainly on board with the pop punk aesthetic of Green Day. And the, yeah. the, the more produced and polished that Green Day became over the course of the 90s and early aughts, the more I liked them. I think American Idiot is a stellar album. Yeah. I like it. And I like Dookie, too. But I just think that American Idiot is even better. So I, I have no problem owning and acknowledging that I am not a punk purist. I am absolutely a fan of mass market uh, pop punk. Hey, you know what? Some 41, they have some hits that I liked. Not going to complain. I understand that they're probably posers. That's okay. Yeah, look, I have a couple of Blink-182 yeah. songs rattling around on my uh What's iTunes. my age again? Exactly. I think that song is amazing. Yeah, like, it's, it's extremely great. problematic and cringy, but uh, sonically, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the Ramones... Part of what I love about the Ramones is that they were also this New York institution that um, when you walk past like street sales tables Mm. and you look at what T-shirts are available and you have like, you know, John Lennon in his sleeveless T-shirt. And the and the round glasses. Oh my god! Yeah. And it says New York City on it. Yes. Yeah, and or you have like um, like a Brooklyn Bridge T-shirts, and then you have that seal of the like the Great Seal of the United States, except it's been replaced by all the Ramones names. Yes. Um, that that sort of and you know I think they're from Queens so uh, there's something about there being an institution like Rev and Cost Cost Revs and Cost the graffiti guys who used to have the stickers on the 
backs of the don't walk signs and you still see it scratched into like the arm of the f train every now and then i think one of them still has is still active and has an insta account actually Mm. that there's something about um these artists who came out of a new york that was bankrupt and like the warriors was the documentary in which they came of age and then even though the city changed and they sort of became these almost not cuddly but like they were sort of brand ambassadors of a new york that may never have existed Mm. or that they were the only survivors of Mm -hmm. um like that's always in the background when I'm listening to a Ramon song. And I also think back to being a kid and how like if a boy listened to a lot of a lot of Ramones and like the cramps and stuff like that, like there were certain bands that said a certain thing about that boy's suitability. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing good. Or frankly, it, the boys that I knew not indicative of their being interested in ladies really but uh that that like frisson of danger that now seems so quaint Mm. um is is also enjoyable for me to look back at at a distance and then you see that again in the my so-called life clip and the way that um teenagers will still attach to this style of music and in particular the ramones um because it's it like brands you as a certain kind of rebel but it's also extremely easy to play yeah and i was just (laughs) going to make that same point that one of the things that punk music offers is an easy entry point for people who want to make sound and i i think about the the behind the music of the go-go's where they talk about not knowing how to play instruments, but they still decided that they were going to be a punk band. And then they were, and then they kind of learned how to play instruments along the way. And, uh, and because punk is a practical matter is just like, if you don't know what you're doing, do it faster and louder. Yeah. And then it's fine. (laughs) And then it'll be over like a song that incompetent hands would be three minutes, 20 seconds. It's like, Okay, don't look down. We'll be done in a minute 52. Yeah. (laughs) Or, um, there's a song, I can't remember what it's called, but the band is X-Ray Specs. They're a punk band that I first heard because I had a Rolling Stone 4-CD collection called Women in Music, and X-Ray Specs was on there. And th- it's like this loud, cacophonous experience, but I loved it. And is it Specs with an X? Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's just a cacophonous experience that's incredibly enjoyable all the same. And yeah, I guess like also if you're a teenager or an early 20 something, punk music is a great way to just be loud and thrash around and get it all out and then go back home to your suburban den. Yeah, in your black t-shirt and your black chucks. Yeah. And your black jeans. And your mohawk. Yes. That you made with shaving cream <laughs> while pretending that like you and all your friends. This was amazing. Uh John uh, Ramos, who was just on the whole episode, and my college roommate Estelle comes up a lot on these on these uh, episodes. And I went to a queers show at Maxwell's R.I.P. way back in the day. Um, and the queers were like 
they said very openly that they were inspired by and played paid tribute to the Ramones to the point of like everyone in the Ramones last name quote unquote is Ramon and everyone in the queers was like Joey queer Tim queer <laughs> um, and they had this they had a song called help I can't stop farting and of course um, the one that John and I still quote to each other this happened literally two days ago Ursula finally has tits <laughs> now she's cool but we were watching these like twi- it was an all ages show in this teeny back room in Maxwell's and we're watching these like they looked 12 they were probably 15 and they'd all told each other that they were sleeping over at the other one's house um or they all told their moms that they were sleeping at the other one's house and they had the shaving cream faux hawks and the like special hidden from your parents in the garage sneakers that were held together with safety pins one had a vest that was entirely safety pins oh nice that he made himself and he was really proud of it but also super dicky to us the old people about it p.s we were like 30 at the time um and it was just like it, it was such a moment from your childhood that i just remembered like oh yeah i remember filling up a you know old finesse bottle with watered down bourbon and getting on the train to go fucking get in trouble in the village and that's what they were doing except hoboken so their game needed some work still probably a cute vest and then he went on to be on project runway Mm-hmm. One uh, hope. let me now tell you a story that i don't know i've ever told you before when i was in high school some friends and i decided that we were going to create persona personae as members of a band called violet cycle and we were going to dress up in character as the members of Violet Cycle and go to Waffle House. Okay. And I was the lyricist of Violet Cycle. Yes. And I wouldn't speak to anyone who I wasn't in the band out loud. I would only whisper my order to my bandmate who would then speak on my behalf. And oh God. I the wrote poor Waffle House server. I wrote in lipstick on my cheek the word poet and then with an arrow pointing to my mouth oh god and then we got about 45 seconds into this performance and i realized i cannot do this so i went to the waffle house bathroom cleaned that shit off my face came back and spoke to the waitress about the hash browns i wanted Oh my god i'm i'm so glad that that's the ending of that story yeah i got it i got far enough to get into the booth and then yeah. realize i am being a dick I, this yeah, has to like, stop this is how you end up with a globber side of <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly like scattered smothered it. and spit upon mm-hmm. oh my god that's great <laughs> violet um, cycle <laughs> <laughs> violet cycle i know and we i remember us having a very serious debate about does that sound too menstrual and we were like, no, it's fine. <laughs> but it's very close to Violent, like well, we said about Violet on the whole album. That's what we liked, ultimately, about it. Was we, oh, it was sure. so ed- so edgy. Yeah. I mean, this it might... It could be shrinking. It could be raising hell. This was around the time that I uh, bought, but really never listened to, the In Utero album. So, you know, I was, I was in it. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people bought and didn't really listen to the In Utero album. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like, you know me so well, it's not going to be a surprise to you. I was mostly really into like Tori Amos, Indigo Girls, and Mariah Carey. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I was into Nirvana and that that one was just like, talk about a punk aesthetic. I think they were in some ways deliberately trying to be just like yowly and clangy and off-putting. There is yes. one unbelievably amazing song on there. And then the rest of it was just kind of like, this is work. And I didn't do the work more than once. I will tell you that for free. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, though, I am glad that you had me do the work of researching the Ramones a bit because it didn't feel like work. And I was reminded that there's a reason I've been hearing these songs my whole life because they're really enjoyable. And if I were still making mixtapes, I would be throwing Ramones songs at the end of sides because they're short enough to be great for that. So handy. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. Tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.